Hey Solomon, this is J. Rosemary. Are you tired of feeling overwhelmed and alone? I know when my children were younger, there was a lot of times I felt alone. That's why I started Solomon's Talk, this podcast. But you're not alone. You don't have to parent alone. And I, I keep repeating it because it's something that it seems we are convinced that we are alone. But reach out to me. I'm here for you. I can talk you through anything that's going through your mind. Because believe me, I've gone through some stuff. You can tell from listening to these podcasts that I empathize with you. And I understand and can connect with what's happening with you. So click the link below and book a one-on-one with me. We could just chat. Uh, No obligation, no... um, no commitment, just chat. And so don't parent alone. Click the link below and book a, book a chat with me. And no obligation, confidential and safe place to talk about you. Solomon's Talk was designed to curate the stories of solo moms globally. As a facilitator of this platform, I aim to create a peaceful environment where you can share your heart, feel loved, and get the advice you need. So if this sounds like you, why not RSVP for our next virtual meetup? The link is below. It's where you can retreat from the chaos of your life so you can recharge, connect with other moms, and get answers to your burning questions. Remember, you're not alone and you don't have to parent in silence. My guest today is Renee Marie Simpson. Thanks for coming and talking to us today, Marie. I'm sorry, Renee. Thank you. That's okay. (laughs) We're all human. Thanks for having me, Rose. Sure. And I know we have, you know, some interesting things to talk about concerning, you know, your experiences. But before we get into that, or maybe before we lead into that, tell us about Renee. Tell you about me. I guess I'm an author. I'm also a advocate for sexual assault um, awareness. I'm also a single mom. I work for local government, um, advocating for more support for young people. I run a youth centre and we also go out to different schools and we talk about different subjects that young people need some help with. So it might be around study skills. It could be around mental health, relationship, HSC stress here, how to have difficult conversations around, you know, if you have a friend that, you know, you're concerned about their mental health. So I get to wear lots of different hats and it's quite fun. And I, I also get to run a lot of group programs, support programs, and I'm really passionate about supporting young women. Okay. And creating safer communities for, for everybody. Okay. All right. Thank you. And I hear are you Aussie? Are you from Australia? Yes, okay. I am from Australia. All right. Okay. It's great stuff. That's my second uh, Aussie this month. So it's exciting. <laughs> awesome. Yeah. Um, I mean, is it okay to say Aussie? I don't know. Yeah, yeah. Go for it. No, no, definitely. I'm, I'm very Aussie. I'm a bit of a bogan. So yes, I can take it. <laughs> All right. And how did you become a solo mom? Well, my daughter and uh, I, my daughter's father and I, we have been on and off for 10 years. You know, it's always been, we've always had a really great friendship and we've kind of always found ourselves 
back together in some way. And then we've also found ourselves not together for mm-hmm. like always for the same reasons, really. We just, I think we just are hopeless romantics and hope things will change and they don't. But yeah, so when we split last year, I, we still made a decision that we still wanted to keep trying to have a baby. And, you know, I'm, I'm 37 this year, so it, was gonna, it needs to happen now. It's not going to happen. And with my history and trauma, I found it really difficult to trust. So I wasn't, I'm not really, I couldn't see myself investing in another relationship that takes years to build that trust mm-hmm. to then make that decision of, okay, mm-hmm. now I'm ready to have a baby. Okay. So, yeah, so he was totally open to that. And like I said, we're always going to be in each other's lives in some form. So, yeah, so we kept trying and, and during my, I started, when we actually split up last time, I jumped into writing my book as a way of filling the space and filling the time and I guess healing the heart. And, and it was during that writing process that I fell pregnant and it was almost like a miracle because I had a lot of problems leading up uh, with miscarriages and I was really starting to wonder if it was ever going to happen. But I also had this, this deep sense of knowing that she's coming, like that there's a baby coming for me. There's, there's a spirit just waiting for me to be its mother. And I, I knew it. That's why I wasn't quite going to give up yet, you know? And I just felt like writing this book did some sort of womb healing, you know, it really cleared something from me, like my trauma or whatever those blockages were. I think that was sort of getting in the way of me, um, inviting in this, this baby girl. So yes, I fell pregnant and we're overjoyed and we tried to work things out again, you know, during the pregnancy, just really bumpy. And then once she came into the world, very bumpy again, both our mothers are just really tough women. And so in the end, we just said, oh, look, let's just live in separate houses and co-parent. We still get along. We have really bad weeks so we don't get along and we have, you know, really great weeks where we're best mates. So I've just accepted that that's just the way things are. We, we thought about doing couples counseling, but I just, I feel like that's just, I was very open to it, but then I, I found like, I was just really anxious about it. And I just sort of felt like, are we going backwards with doing couples counseling, just rehashing the past? And so I just sort of accepted that anything that's happened in the past has happened. Let's just forgive. Let's move forward. And let's just I don't know, take every day as it comes and do the best we can in our present moments, you know. Okay. All right. Thank you for sharing. And I always like that story because, you know, it just tells us another side to the solar mom journey, right? Yeah. Absolutely. All right. You mentioned trauma quite a bit and you also mention mental health. Is there something that is there a story about the trauma in your life uh, that you want to share with us? Yes. So my book is called, I want to go home reclaiming power after sexual assault. Mm. So that book centers around an experience that I had when I was 21. And the book follows me on a journey when I accepted um, an invitation to sail from Gibraltar to Phuket. Mm-hmm. So I was out on my wonderful gap year and traveling the world for 12 months and, and doing all things that crazy young people do. And, and I just started to feel like I, like my soul just really wanted to go home. I was just so, I had enough, I had enough of the partying. I had enough of it all. And I just wanted to sleep. I wanted to rest and whatever, you know, whatever that 
looks like I can see it now from a very symbolic perspective but very metaphorical mm-hmm. and but I, I can I can remember just how tired I felt and so I jumped onto this sailing boat with no experience and just sort of be a great adventure and I took one of my girlfriends with me and you know there, there were three crew that had no experience there were two that were qualified skippers and we just jumped in and uh, everything that could go wrong went wrong so we sailed through a uh, category five cyclone. We starved for a few days on a few legs. We had so many mechanical failures that literally our, our lives were very much at stake. And we just, just, and I had, and the skipper didn't like me. So I had to deal with that relate, that relationship issue the whole time. I also fell in love on the boat, which was beautiful. <laughs> that was a nice silver lining, but it was this sailing trip that really forced me to just stop and just be still and have silence and be sober because I was drinking a lot of the time. And, and so when you give yourself that space time love, you have to also sit with the stuff that that, that, that brings as well, that brings, that comes up. And for me, I had been running away from the truth that I had been raped by my best friend's boyfriend a week before I went on my gap year trip. And like all terrible things, they come at the worst time and there's never a good time for them. So at the time I just tried, tried to, I spoke to a friend who didn't give me the best advice, who was kind of like, just go overseas and just pretend it never happened. And, you know, it's your word against his. And, you know, you don't want to go on report right now because, you know, you're going overseas. So what's the point of that? And, and I didn't, yeah, I didn't, I didn't want to deal with it either. So you know, I cried myself, you know, just hid in my room and uh, cried for days and just tried to pretend it didn't happen. And then I went overseas, tried to do the same thing, but just buried that with alcohol, you know, mm-hmm. sex and all these things you can get away with when you're traveling, you know, no one knows you. So you can really just be whoever you want to be. So um, getting on this boat, facing this reality was obviously the first step you know, accepting that, Hey, this happened to me. And then I also had to accept that, Hey, you know, I've also been dealing with childhood sexual abuse trauma all my life since I was six. And I did report when I was eight. And so this book is all about acknowledging the trauma we hold in our bones. It's about the process that happens internally before we even get to a point of telling our stories, like even being able to put them into words. And it's about a conversation around the stigma as well, why we don't report, why we don't talk about things, you know, how we judge ourselves, how we feel like community judges us, society, our cultures, the people in our lives, past experiences we've had with asking for help or reporting or with police. So, and then it sort of, and then it shifts, you know, it's not this sort of horribly triggering read. It's a, it's a very gentle, poetic read. I would, I would say, lots of people have said that to me. And then it shifts to, you know, going through all these really difficult challenges out there to finding power. And it's like, how do I change my thoughts around? It's about that, you know, the, the mind, body, spirit, and how that all sort of comes into play when we start to build our confidence back and, you know, how we just start to refuse to let anyone else take our power again. And, you know, and it's in those every, those little moments that we start stepping up and, and reclaiming ourselves and our bodies and, and, and reconnecting with spirit too. Like I found a lot that was happening out there for me, like reconnecting with nature and 
sailing in the mornings where it's just me and my partner at the time, he would just sleep in the early mornings when the sun was coming up. And I'd just be out there helming, you know, by myself. And it was just me and these waves and this beautiful open sky with the clouds. And that is, if you aren't, if you don't feel connected to God in a moment like that, I don't think you ever will. Because it was just like, and here I am. Here I am. I don't know. Like it's just, and I'm surviving and I look at, look at where I am. And yeah, it's just, yeah, it's a, it's a beautiful book. So anyone that has, is a survivor themselves can definitely relate. Anyone that's had trouble in relationships with survivors or is supporting a survivor. It's also a beautiful story to read because it will help you to understand a bit more what's going on beneath the surface. Maybe when we don't have the words to explain for ourselves how we're feeling. Oh, wow. So in the midst of trauma, you had to deal with other, you know, past trauma. (laughs) And I I guess it's ironic in the sense that those the, the experience you were having on the boat were all outward experiences, right? There were there were difficult circumstances, but they were all on the outside. But for some reason, it it forced you to deal with the internal. That's exactly yeah. yeah you caught the right? you caught the symbolism, yeah, and yeah, yeah, you caught the irony, yeah. and and that's really what I felt too. Was like, wow, this is really symbolic this whole being on the boat yeah it's and everything like you said is outside my control and Mm -hmm. everything's external and all we have control over is yeah the internal and so it's about yeah it's about how do we manage all of that and and like and even you know the storms out there and the cyclones and the waves they all became very symbolic to like how I was feeling inside Mm -hmm. absolutely Mm -hmm. you nailed it yeah and I don't know for me too when I when I'm I've never been I shouldn't say I've never been in a boat but for me just looking at the ocean I feel closer to God it just there's just something about the ocean that that water is life you know yeah so I th- yeah I think it has it has sort of two things it can you can look at the water like the ocean and think that scares me because of just it's so powerful and yeah. it can do so many amazing things or you can look at the water and think wow it's also so like cleansing mm-hmm. and you know like if you stand under a waterfall or just go for a swim you know like it's always so i don't know it, it does something to the soul you yeah. know like it's washes away everything yes yes there there is definitely some power in water Uh, Apart Mm. from the obvious power, you know. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, wow. I really appreciate you sharing your story. And, you know, you're actually my second guest who's who's recovering from sexual trauma from being raped. And so I imagine there are thousands of women who are, you know, traumatized this way, but never talk about it. So I appreciate the fact that you've, you've been awakened out of the slumber that, you know, maybe fear or, you know, embarrassment or whatever it is, put you in. And I guess something happened to, you know, to trigger you to actually face the fact that it did happen and to, to seek healing. So what can, what can someone do? Because not everyone is going to be brave enough to get on a boat with, <laughs> with a bunch of people. 
and and get the get the trauma knocked out of them so to speak so what, <laughs> what kind do you have any suggestion for someone who's dealing with the aftermath it's not even just the aftermath of sexual assault but also they haven't told anybody it happened they, they're hiding mm -hmm. it do you have any kind of pointers advice anything yeah you're absolutely right yeah i guess my awakening happened in such a big way and that's probably what i needed at the time but you're absolutely right i think so i've been working on a few things actually i'm looking at creating a market stand i want to start getting out into community now and having these this answering those very questions that you you mentioned because i think like you mentioned, there's so many people that suffer in silence. And in America, it's one in four women that have been, that live with sexual assault. In Australia, it's one in five, mm -hmm. I saw as the recent stats. And so that's terrible. Yeah, a lot of women, yeah. So close to us. That's your neighbour, your sister, your auntie, your mom, your friend, your colleague. So these conversations need to be more, need to be normalised. Like we need to feel safe talking about them and overcoming that shame you know, but like you said, yeah, it takes bravery. It takes overcoming that, the, all those internal things we talked about, that stigma. And it's never, never, ever a victim's fault. They should always be believed and heard. And, but I do think there's a lot of, you know, because there are so many of us that carry this trauma, it is triggering for some other people in our lives to listen to these stories too. Yeah. And so often we can be shut down from talking about them by other people that we love. Yeah. So, my advice is, first of all, I think it's really important to learn to open up about what happened to you. And that's the first step. And that needs to, you know, that doesn't need to be anyone. That could be talking to a counsellor. That could be talking to a trusted friend. It's so important that when you first tell someone you are held and listened to and believed. Mm -hmm. So I know when you, if you tell someone and you have sort of a negative experience, we just go back into our shell, into our cave, and it can be quite scary to really ever come out again. So choose someone that you can trust. And, yeah, so you've got a lot of crisis support hotlines that can hold space for you that you know, like, you will you will have a positive experience. Yeah, or a friend or a family um, member that, that can listen to you. Definitely reach out to someone you trust. That's really important. I would say also challenge. We need to challenge ourselves around helplessness and that isolation because I think a lot of us tell ourselves, no one will understand, I'm all on my own. There's a lot of really amazing survivor groups that are out there now. I'm a part of a few on Facebook. My favourite one is called Sexual, Sexual Assault Survivors, It's Time to Tell Your Story. And it's beautifully supportive. And it could start with, you know, just maybe building some relationships in there. It could just be you're reading other people's stories. But event, what that page is set up to do is to give you a soft place to land, to tell your story through writing with people that are all survivors themselves. So you know you're going to be held in a really yeah. positive space. Yeah. So that's that's somewhere you could start. There are also some really nice support groups that are face-to-face -to -face too. It could be as simple, as, as easy as going to like a women's, support group. I, I love like women's circles. I find them really lovely. You might not be interested in telling a story there, but they're just nice places to go and be around people that are also on the healing journey. Yeah. So yeah, look into some different support groups that feel right for you. It could even be, you know, an art group. You know, a, a lot of people that go to mm -hmm. different creative classes and workshops are yeah. also on the healing path. Yeah. 
So that's really important. Consider joining, oh, that helplessness I was talking about. So that's all about getting out of your comfort zone. So with my experience, like I was completely out of my comfort zone. So I would say if you can challenge yourself to get out of your comfort zone, it could be in small ways, it could be in big ways, but that's also going to help you like build your confidence up, build your self-worth up. And when I say out of your comfort zone, it's doing things that are healthy and good for you that feel wholesome. Mm -hmm. It's not like, oh, I'm going to, like there's lots of, we all, we all can think of probably like some really negative things we could do ourselves or like, you know, get up to, but it's about doing something that feels really good that might be hard. So it could be going on a women's retreat. It could be going on a meditation retreat. It could be signing up to do yoga classes. Like the, like it's really about finding where your edge is and just playing, playing on that edge and you'll start to notice you'll start to feel better about you and, and you'll probably start feeling braver. And that's also going to give you more courage to come out, be you, shine, tell your story, tell your truth. Um, And then I'd say it's about coping with our feelings of the shame and the guilt. And these can be worked through with counsellors. These can be worked through even just with mindfulness. And there's some really great books you can read too around this, like The Body Keeps the Score. That's a really good one too. Just to acknowledge that what you're feeling and what you're going through is completely normal and and. Like I, I got, I got so much out of reading a few different books like this, even just during my research for my book and even just through reading different support resources as well around common ways that our bodies respond to trauma and triggers. And, you know, you feel like such a, if you do feel quite isolated and alone when you are experiencing the fight or flight responses in your everyday relationships yeah, and yeah. like little things will set us off. And we're like, why are we this, why am I a crazy woman right now? And, but once you start understanding how your body is trying to protect you from ev- that ever going through that again, mm-hmm. or feeling the way you felt during the trauma or after the trauma, you have so much more self-compassion for yourself. And And then when you do have these intimate relationships, you can explain to them, hey, this is how I respond to this because this is my body trying to keep me safe around da, 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 da. Mm. So I think building a, like getting to know yourself better is so important. And so, yeah, so therapists can help you do that. But even journaling, you could even just keep a journal around, like, this is how I felt today. This is what came up for me. I think this is why, you know, often when you just sit with yourself and think about what was that about? What do you think my body was trying to do? Hmm. And often you'll come up with, you'll find your own answer. Yeah. Yeah. I think, yeah. So I think prepare for your triggers and just accept and reassure yourself that you're safe now. I think that's really the biggest one around triggers and, and keeping yourself grounded in the present. I think you also, it's really important to stay connected, participating in social activities, reconnecting with old friends. Cause sometimes we often withdraw mm-hmm. during these experiences or after these experiences. So yeah, really important to stay connected in whatever way feels safe for you and make new friends, be open to making some new friends. I know I've struggled in my life with, you know, sometimes not having the most supportive friends or no more like they, I think I've had friends that have wanted to support me, but maybe not in the healthiest ways. And so I've found getting, getting out there a bit more and, and, you know, for, for an example, I've joined like an outdoor hiking group locally here. Because they're people that are doing healthy things yeah. and they're into the outdoors like me. Yeah. And I'm also making friends with people mm-hmm. and doing something that's healthy. So so have a think about what 
you're interested in and where you could possibly make some new friends. And it is hard putting this getting out there because I know a lot of my friends now are like, oh, I wouldn't just join some sort of like social group like that by myself. But sometimes we just have to. It's survival. Yeah. Like we can't yeah. just. Yeah. I love that saying about if we stay in the pond, we'll never discover the sea. Yeah, makes sense. So I think it's really important to just try new things. And as much as it's scary and tough and makes us anxious to start with, mm-hmm. once you take those little steps, they're not they're not little steps anymore. You yeah. know, like and then you'll be more confident to try and do like bigger, bolder things. Yeah. Um, and then my last bit of advice is just learn how to nurture yourself. So take some time to rest restore your body's balance, be gentle with yourself, consuming, you know, negative media, take care of yourself physically, avoid alcohol and drugs because we know that just makes makes us all more depressed and really try to reconnect to your body and your feelings because after we have these traumatic experiences, our body tries to protect us by disconnecting us from our bodies because it's often our bodies that tell us that, you know, we're not safe anymore or, or we feel like our body has betrayed us. Yeah. So, or it's broken or, or it's damaged in some way. So we'll try to numb ourselves or detach, dissociate. So find ways that you can come back into your body. So yoga, Tai Chi, I'm really doing, I'm loving dance at the moment. Like it hasn't really been a thing in my life. It's since becoming a mom. I don't know. I just, I feel like I need to be dancing. Yeah. So I've been trying that modality mm-hmm. a little bit more and you could just be doing it at home I've, I've started to try out this kundi dance thing which is like activating all the energy centers apparently and it's a bit out there like i will admit it's a bit out there <laughs> but um yeah but once again it's i think healing such a it's a path it's a it's a journey it's an adventure and we just have to be really open and creative with it and just see what works for you mm, yeah mm-hmm. yeah i can see how all of that can hopefully lead you to maybe telling someone, right? If you if you're one of those people who kept it in because it softens your spirit by by practicing self care, you soften your spirit and yeah. and you know hopefully it gives you the energy and the the courage to talk about it. And then by you getting out comfortable with new friends or new activities it gives you more courage because I'm thinking you could disagree if you want that unless you speak it, that it won't, it doesn't go away. You, everything, all the other things you're doing for self self care, etc., is more of a, not a bandaid, but a, the, the other things, but yes. that the core thing is that you talk about it, tell somebody about it. I, I, you know, that's what I'm thinking from listening to you and, and from what I've heard from others. Yeah, that's how I feel it too. Yeah. It's like in my book, I talk about our secret to like chicken bones stuck in our throat, mm-hmm. you know? So it's like, yeah, we can do all these wonderful things, but if we're still choking on something, yeah. like how liberated are we? Yeah. So I think, yeah, it's doing all these amazing things, but then it's also getting whatever needs to be said out in a safe way that makes you feel empowered right. and free. Okay. I really appreciate you coming and talking to me, Renee. I've been, I've, you know what I've been doing this week is I've been watching Rescue Special Ops. Yeah. Do you know what, do you know that show? Is it, no. What's that about? So it's an Australian um, show full of hot guys. <laughs> and, 
you know, they rescue, they, they're a team of um, special ops experts that, so if there's any kind of um, disaster, they go in and rescue the victims of those disasters. And uh, it's very interesting, so I love it. Are we, well, where is it here? Why can't I watch it here? I don't know. It must be one of our exports. I don't know. I hope I hope you got it there because it's really, really good. I, I think it's really good. So I can imagine the guys would be gorgeous. Yeah, they are, and and when they, and talented and skilled, of course, as well. And when they <laughs> open their mouth, it's just you know. I grew up in England, so I'm used to funny guys, and these you know these guys are really funny. So <laughs> it's really nice. Yeah, fantastic. I'll have to have a look for it. Yeah, yeah. So I really appreciate you coming. Anything else? Because oh, where can we find you? online oh yeah follow me on i'm on instagram and facebook so my handle is renee marie m-a-r-i-e simpson as in the simpson author so renee marie simpson author i'm on instagram facebook and my website is renee marie simpson.com and you can um check out my book there uh get to know me a little bit better and i also have some resources and things like that on there that you can grab and they're all free something else i wanted to add oh and you can also sign up for my emailing list where i send out a monthly love letter around some different strategies to help you heal too after trauma okay all right thank you i'll put those in the show notes as well so you could have access to them all right thank you renee thank you rosemary thank you so much for having me yeah for sure i'm excited to share that solomon's talk is now on youtube check out these interviews on our new channel solomon's talk tv there you will actually see the interaction between myself and my guests you will also find bite-sized clips of daily inspiration to help you manage the struggles of everyday life so click solomon's talk tv below to watch now hello solomon's as a solo mom of three adult sons, I understand the challenges you face on a daily basis. As a mentor, my mission is to help you shift your mindset and empower you to take control of your life, to see yourself as God sees you. I know that unresolved trauma can be a heavy burden to carry and parenting alone can be a lonely journey, but it doesn't have to be that way. I want you to know that you are not alone. You have the strength and resilience to overcome your challenges and create the life you desire. I want to help you to make the effort to tackle unresolved trauma and change your perspective so you can live the life you deserve. I offer complimentary consultation where we can discuss how to move forward, create a plan to help you heal and empower you you can schedule a consultation by emailing me at jen at jrosemarie.com or by calling plus one or schedule a consultation with the link below. I am here for you and I want to help you take the first step towards healing and empowerment. Don't let unresolved trauma hold you back any longer. Don't parent in silence. So take action today and let's work together to empower you to live the life you desire.